Tell Thought, episode three. Plus two, we here. We lit. Tokyo E, AD Dash. We in the building. Deep Fried Friends, you already know what it is. Those who know, know. And those who don't know, you still don't know. Your herbs. <laughs> this nigga. Alright, so back from another episode of Tell Thought. Talk. Um, up? Fist up in the air, Justice for Junior. Shout out. Yeah. All the crazy shit that's been happening in the world. Um, Alright, so we're going to get straight into the shits. The album of all albums that we've been waiting on. The greatest album of all time, perhaps. Uh, Tiana Taylor album, uh, what's K-S-T-E or K-T-E? K-T-S-E. Keep the same energy. Yeah, that's, that's what the album is? Yeah, perhaps the greatest that's, album. That's a, that's, a Harlem, that's a Harlem native right there. Fact. Perhaps the greatest album to be dropped by a basketball wife? Question mark? Is that I'm pretty sure that's the only album dropped by a basketball wife. Chill. Let's wait till um, Aisha Curry dropped that flex tape. Yeah, whatever. I've right. been cooking on you hoes. I've been shoving with the sticks. <laughs> that would be fucking Yo, hilarious. if Aisha Curry puts out a fucking um, a yeah. mixtape. If she puts out a mixtape, these bitches are going to be tight because they already hate her anyways. Bro, you already know she's going to sample, like, um, she's going to get, like, someone to read out tweets at her. Damn. And just, like, fucking freestyle. I'm, imagine if she gets Drake to, uh, to fucking write the bars for her. Yo, imagine... Drake and Aisha Curry dish Pussy G. That'd be that fucking hilarious. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, and Pussy would come back with that with uh, Steph Curry on the track. Nah, he comes with Clay Thompson. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I can carry this team by myself type beat. China Clay. Alright, so. Uh, but actually, about Tiana's album. Yeah, Tiana's, back really to good. Tiana's album, K T S E. Keep the same energy. Keep the same energy. Um, out of good music, Projects the Job, this is the one that I feel like it was most, more cohesive. Uh, they really toned to her, um, to her sound. And it's, it's kind of crazy that you say it's the most cohesive because she's super tight about it. She's, oh, she, she does not so like mad. the song. This is not the album that she, that she wanted to come out. This yeah. is not the album. She's, I think what they're going to do is they're, um, they're revamping it yeah, today. They're updating it and Saturday it'll be the new version. Which, which is a, which is a great, um, like marketing scheme in a sense because you get your first week numbers and you revamp it for the second week and it's all going to be just... More, it's like another first week yeah, for it because there's no, there's no songs on it. I it's kind of what that. Kanye did on uh, the Life of Pablo. The Life of Pablo. He's yeah. like, yo, I switched the drums, I put in the horn. But how much? Bullshit. How much people actually listen to that shit? Though, like, I still have the original pirated version. I haven't heard the new one. <laughs> All I did was make sure I had Saint Pablo on the end, and then pff, we good. We good. Apple Music, shout out, shout Don't out. Me. Uh, but the thing, I like Tiana's album a lot. It's like there's good. eight songs on there. Seven are good. There's one seven is so songs horrible. on there, isn't there? No, there's eight. I thought all that shit was supposed to be seven tracks. One, yeah, but two. she added, uh, work this pussy. Work this uh, pussy. Look, I like, I like, if it's eight, I like seven of the eight songs. Yeah, same here. Work this pussy is never going to get played on my thing again. It, honestly, I can see it as a good uh, gym track. A gym that's what, that's, that's what I think she made it for. I think that's her new fade to love song, like when Kanye had it on to the life of Pablo. Yeah. She made that so... She's a dancer naturally, so um, so she dances. If, if you put "Work That Pussy," J Rock's "Win," and the Freddie Gibbs song "Automatic," it, you'll be like swole in three days, guaranteed. <laughs> Yo, so uh, and, oh, a, a, a funny thing that I found out is that a lot of people don't know what Tiana Taylor looks like. Like Andrew doesn't know. Andrew has I never seen Tiana like. Taylor. I only know her from the. the sh- uh, I forgot what music video it's for, but it's with her and Iman. Fade. Fade, the fade music yeah. video, awesome. Yeah. She, where she's like a fucking like. I've known Taylor. Cat. I've known about Tiana Taylor for forever because she was signed to Star Trek, um, with Pharrell way back in the days when shout she was like out, sixteen. I didn't know she had other projects. 
Yeah, she had, she had another album last year, which was a really good album. What Tiana Taylor does, she brings, musically, she brings R&B, like, real R&B back. Not, like, uh, the sing-rap, like, Bryson Tiller or nah, something like just, that. It's just straight. And it's not as R&B. acoustic as the Daniel Caesar or maybe a Her, which I feel that Her is probably, like, the best R&B act out now. But Tiana Taylor brings more bad, that soulful, that soulfulness to the R&B. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that on this album, especially, like, I think it was a good match production wise with Kanye. Yeah, I think Kanye tailored the the beats around her rather than with Nas. He's just putting out beats that Nas doesn't sound good over, and Nas just has bars. I think he put out the same type of beats for both, and Nas doesn't sound good over it. That's what I'm saying. He 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 had one specific sound. Yeah. Rather than just tailoring it to Nas, what you're supposed to do as a producer, not just fucking throw. Fucking DJ Premier beats that fucking little Uzi Vert or some shit like Hold that. Hold on, you, might, nice. you might be onto something, bro. That's not gonna. Sound you might good. be onto something. That won't sound good. But uh, I, want, I want at least an Arab music and Juice World collab. Who the fuck is Juice World? You ever heard of Juice World? He's the oh. Black Post Malone. I don't even know he's black, but sorry. Shout out Juice World. <laughs> Your music is actually bad. All right, so just to give a little breakdown of the the track by track. So it starts off with no manners. Uh, that's, the, that's the intro track. Yeah, the track the track is good. I don't think that's the best track on the album, but the track is good. It flows well. I, it's a good first track. And uh, then we flow into Gonna Love Me, which I which I personally think is the best song on it's the album. It's one of my favorites, for sure. But the thing is about that song, give it another version. That song would have been a whole lot better. And, I agree. And then... But the sample is so hard. The, the, sample, the sample is hard as shit. The and then so it turns it turns into issues slash hold on. That's which is a, probably the second best that's, song. That's the second best song, I think, on the album. Again, I probably could have. I probably could have got another like maybe thirty seconds, maybe forty seconds, maybe like another half a verse on that. Hurry is the next song after that at number four. Hurry is a really fun track. I, I like I like the track, but I could have done without that Kanye verse. You're telling me you're not trying to hear is she Trini daddy and she could call me daddy. That's I like I, That's I don't need that track. Three way Ty Dolla always kills features. Always yeah. kills features. I think that's somebody who super slept on the music game. Ty Dolla is dope well, as fuck. Well, his solo shit isn't like as appealing to me. Because I think his solo shit, he's just used to writing for so much people and doing features. And I think I don't think he puts in enough time for a solo track. Um, but the thing is, I don't want to have a world without Ty Dolla Sign features. That's the thing. That's what I'm but I'm about. saying, if Ty, if Ty Dolla Sign took like a, like how TD does, if he took some good months. On just focusing on his shit and not writing and putting his, his album together, I think he would do a lot better. Because he makes a lot of good music, and a lot of good music for a lot of people. Um, then, Dude. fast forward to that, Rose in Harlem, that which, on, super hard too. which on first listen, that was my favorite song. But after after a couple of times, I feel like it gets it gets a little tiring. With the It's, it's kind of like listening to Old Boy by, the, by Cameron. Like, you could listen to that shit. You compared it to Old Boy? Yeah, because you could listen to it because the sample drives the the, yeah. the thing. Not as much as on Old Boy because then, like, they do a bar bar and then the sample Old Boy comes on. But it's like the sample starts to get old, in a sense. Because it's, it's the it's, same sample it's over still and a over. Really good it's track, a good though. track. And then uh, Never Would Have Made It. I like that song a lot. I think that might be my third favorite song on that I'll on probably, the like, of all the good tracks, that's my least favorite. And, that, and, that's, and I think that's where she vocalizes more of, like, how she could sing. Cause Tiana Taylor on uh, like she could really sing despite what these motherfuckers are out here singing. Like like this is not yeah, Tiana Taylor got that. I just hit the jewel pod voice sometimes and I fuck with it heavy. And then the last track is work this pussy. 
I'm completely erasing that out of my mind. That track is not for me. That's for the ladies summertime. Get your your body right working out to that shit and all that. It's cool. Honestly, it might be for you fellas out here trying to do some Kegels. Get that. Uh, never mind. Delete this. <laughs> Delete this. I'm leaving moving, that in. Moving on. Moving on. Right. Keep it pushing. Uh, against the Gibbs. Classic. Dropping. Dropping. Uh, Drop drop, Freddy. Drop Freddy. The, the fucking album cover is classic. It's amazing. If, those who don't know, it's a, te- it's a um, Teddy Pendergrass album that he just did like that where... He's a classic 1970s, 1980s laying down yeah. on his side. 25 years from now, there's going to be some kid at the record store. He's going to be looking for like super soulful shit. He's going to pick up this album, put it on, and be like, what the fuck is this? 25 years from now, they're going to look and they're going to find the Teddy Pendergrass one. Be like, Hold on, what the fuck <laughs> is the same shit? Because this is it's the same album cover. It's for awesome. a second, that nigga had me thinking he was going to jump an R&B album. I was like, come on, man, nah, it's, not it's do this, The man. promo that he had? Yeah, the single like promos? Amazing. That's really was hilarious. That Freddie Gibbs probably one of the funniest rappers up there, like Q and like them niggas. Like them niggas, that that nigga's funny as shit. Like without even trying, it's just like hilarious. But the actual album of his, that's super. The hard. album is hard. The it, album is hard. It's yeah. classic Freddie Gibbs. You getting? I like Fred, how Freddie Gibbs like his tone on on records and his flow on records. Like it, it's really good. Like it shouldn't fit with every uh, beat, but it fits yeah. well. He has awesome beat selection. And I mean, yeah, you gotta have good beat selection because you can just run about Madlib. Like, yo, what do you think this beat or oh, the song sounds like? Like, come we, on, we do need a bandana. Bandana, ha- I'm, I've been, I thought that this was gonna be bandana for a second. Nah, impossible. I've been waiting for that album for a minute. That if anybody knows me, that Freddie Gibbs Pinata album was like my. That's just one of my top albums of like the decade ever, dog. Actually, that album is really good. That album is really, really, really. I can say the album top to top to bottom without skipping the track. Yeah, but this is this um Freddie is the third album he's put out since Pinata. So yeah. I'm wondering, what, are we ever gonna get Bandana? You'll get Bandana, but he knows he knows you want it. He knows sure. he knows you want so every that's, that's what the fucking uh, album cover is. He's looking at you like yeah, you know he want bandana. You Basically, the the thing is the thing is what Freddie Gibbs is after he puts out that track. Well, since since Pinata was so good, you have something like all right. So you have to yeah. live up to a standard now because after you did it once, you got to live up to that standard with fucking him and Mad Libs track. Uh, my favorite track on that gotta be either Too Legit or maybe Toe Tag. I like that. I like that track a lot. Um, I like Automatic, Too Legit, Triple Threat, Wait, Death Row. No, what I like about Death Row is the fucking it's the Easy E track. Yeah, yeah, that's that just hard. amazing. A lot of people probably won't like it, but that track is hard. I Triple Threat is a really yeah. good song. Okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I like nine songs on this. Yeah, this he always has consistent albums. Like the like I've always liked Freddie Gibbs when he was signed to um what was it what's damn I forgot what Jeezy's label was called. I'm not sure. It's Corporate Thug something. But outside it, CTE of, when he was signed to yeah. CTE, uh, he had a song with Jeezy like back 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 and th- it was really good and then he put out a, um a mi- I think it was a mixtape. It's Babyface Killer and I like that mixtape a lot and I'm like yo why is this nigga not getting played and then he came back out right. of nowhere with Pinata. So this is outside of Pinata. This is probably. Equal with Babyface Killer on terms of my favorite. I like this one part. better than the last one. I forgot what the last one was called. Without a shadow of a doubt. No, he well, this is his fourth one, fourth one then, because he has the one when he came out of jail that he dropped. Yeah. Uh, uh 44, 40 Carat Jesus, some shit like 44 that? 44 Carat Jesus. Yeah. That album was really slept on, too. I like that album a lot. He? That album was he good. He did the short album shit before Kanye. It was only eight songs. Yeah. And 
It was something that we needed because we were all worried about that nigga. He was gone in Europe for like a few Damn, months. Damn, yeah. Shout out to Freddie for being that case. Niggas trying, that, niggas trying to uh, get these niggas locked up for like, no reason. Now they got uh, Smooky Margiela with the same shit. Smoke Margiela, the little nigga who be rapping with ASAP. Yeah, he like ASAP 15 and he, he got the ill rape charge in Spain. Yeesh. All right, so... Yeah, moving on. Moving keeping on it light. That. All right, so we're, we're going to rate the, the good music albums of the summer. So... I'm going to go off because I actually have my list here. So, I'm going to actually go backwards. So, out of the five, number five spot. Can I get a drum roll, my nigga? All right, good. All right. Move on. It's actually the Nas album, Nazir. I like it. It's just my least favorite. Don't argue with me. Argue with your mother. I'm I'm going to let Andrew keep getting his, his rocks off before I say anything. All right. My fourth favorite is Ye. Again, read about it. Don't argue with me. Argue with your mother. It's some. It's probably. It's the only reason it's not last. It's because of that song with Jeremiah and Ty Dolla Sign. Just get the get the genie on my lap. Get him in the bottle. This nigga screwed up. Number three, we got keep that same energy. Tiana Taylor. We just heard us talk about it. Please don't argue with your mom about it. That's just fire. Seven out of eight. You can't argue with me. Number two, it's Daytona. Daytona. Rolex on my watch. Shout out. You know what? That's Pusha T right there. You Niggas know I completely disagree with that. What? Daytona's number two? Yeah. You think it's number one? Yes. All right. Well, first of all, you're wrong. Uh, and then number one, it's got to be Kid C Ghost. And if you argue with me, you just got to listen Yo, to Reborn. I honestly don't know what Andrew loves about Kid C Ghost so much. My nigga, he sampled a Christmas song. I don't care. <laughs> nigga, if that's the case, the fucking... um. Was in the Clams Casino got the best beat out. This nigga sampled a SeaWorld fucking commercial, <laughs> nigga. Well, Ski Mask rapped over the fucking uh, Billy and Mandy beat, so there's that. But, uh, alright, so give them my list. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna do Daytona 1, um, Tiana Taylor 2, Nas 3, Kissy Ghost 4, and Ye 5. I might really put Ye 5. I'm saying Dude, that, that like I didn't put Ye 4. That, that album was fucking trash. I thought about killing you. <laughs> like, that album was not good. Kissy Ghost has a couple good tracks. But all the tracks on top of that, Daytona, I like every single track on Daytona. And um, Tiana Taylor's album, I only like, I only just like one song, and it's a song that is not meant for me. Is, is There's no bad songs on Daytona, actually. No, there's not. I like every single song on Daytona. Push delivered that shit perfectly. And I still have them number one as the best, al- best album out this year. And I'll probably put Nipsey Hussle 2. And then I put... Put Nipsey Hussle number two. Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle album is su- super underrated. It's I've, really good. I haven't it's heard really it. I'm not going to talk shit. Um, and I'll probably put Freddie Gibbs three. To be honest, this is my top three right now. Freddie Gibbs album is really good too. Damn. And I and I don't expect anyone to change it because I don't know who else is going to drop. Come back to me in ten minutes. I have a top three so far <laughs> of the year. I mean, now, I'm shit. just falling off the head with that shit. So. Nah, because uh, you know the rapper Saba, right? Yeah. So he's part of like that Chicago group called Pivot Gang or some shit like what, that. What, they put out album or something? No, nah, no, nah, but there's a member who's, like, lesser known. He's, like, some Asian cat named Sen Morimoto. He put out, like, a jazz album, and that's my favorite shit of the year so far. I haven't listened to that album yet. It, I mean, there's a lot of good albums that yeah. came out this year. Uh, that's just off the top Bro, of the head. J. Cole dropped this year, too. I'll, I, I'll oh. put it top five, but I won't put it top three. J. Cole's garbage. Andrew, and then, Andrew's gonna keep pushing that that na- that narrative from Twitter. So maybe call it a narrative, like it's not real life. But go off. Um, Galiucci's dropped this year. Is this the music? This yo music only podcast. We here. No more fashion. This is a music podcast. I no. mean, this is an art podcast in general. So, George George Smith album was really good too. George Smith, honestly, I wasn't a fan. 
I like Georgia Smith because she's bad and the music's good. I think a lot of people just like Georgia Smith because she looks good. It's really long. The album? really long. It's like 18 tracks. Nigga, what album did you listen to? Georgia Smith, isn't it? Lost and Found? It's not 18 tracks. Let's count them out. It's like, all right, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let me me get my fucking... uh, Yeah, pull it up. Pull up the details. Because the tracks that I like were already out. This dude said 18. I do not remember that shit being 18. It's 18 tracks or some shit. 18 tracks, no features, no platinum. Just kidding, there's probably features. That just says how much I know about the album. Beep. It's 13 tracks. All it's right. a normal album. See, these niggas, these Kanye <laughs> niggas is out here wilding right now. I hope Joe Will's album was way too long. Wait, bro. so that's 13. That's like 50% more than what I'm used to right now. If, if it's if it's, thir- if it's 13, well, Drake's dropping a double album, so we, yeah, we'll so see if, what that is. If this 13 song, I don't feel like 18. Drake's feeling like that 40 track Chris Brown project. Nah, he's not. He's not he won't drop 40. No, nah, I'm saying it's going to feel like that. Oh, he, I was about to say, because he's going to drop like maybe He, he dropped the track list. It looks like trash. He said it. Uh, Mal said on Joe Butter's podcast that it was going to be half rap, half R&B, yeah. and it says on the track list, side A and side B, and fucking God's plan is on the rap side. Oh, yeah, and I'm upset I'm, I'm on the rap side. I could have told you that was going to yeah, happen. it's super trash. He, he need, he need that's, that's just no, good marketing. No, that's going to be for the streaming numbers. But I'm saying, not streaming numbers-wise, but if God's plan is... The Drake rapping, I don't want to hear the rest of the fucking rap. But I'm saying that's not that's not gonna be that's not gonna depict of what his. I, I think maybe two maybe like one or two tracks will be like I'm upset and uh, thing, yeah. and the rest will just be he got he has to bars some shit to death now because that I think that's why he switched it to be honest. Yeah, I need, I don't think this was originally gonna be a double album for Pusha T and uh, Drake shit. I need Tuscan Leather, Western Flow Road, and Diplomatic Immunity, Drake. Look, Thank you. Contrary to belief. I'm a I'm a Drake fan, but nigga he dropped three trash albums last like views I like maybe three tracks on that shit was like twenty something songs. More life was also more life I like maybe like six that shit was eighteen songs. The, the nothing was the same which I think is Drake's best album Co-sign. hands down. I think that's his closest thing to a classic, but it's I don't think that's a classic. No, I think but I think that's his closest thing to a classic though. I think it'll be a classic because. I think people. Well, yeah. At the time, I, yeah. you can't. You can't say. I'm not gonna say album was classic yeah. in 24 hours. I'm not gonna say it's a classic, but I can see in the future people who regard it as like a really important album for Drake. Yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but that's yeah. like the another knock that Drake has that he doesn't have a classic album. Yeah, but Jay Z said on that album, "I have Benzes for you, have braces." So that's already a classic. I'll be like Maybach, but I'm not a racist. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, transitioning to the um, the Kim Jones Dior. Uh, Spring, summer, 19. This shit was amazing. I think everybody... I think everybody loved this just like they loved uh, the virtual shit. Yeah. In the sense of... More more, more people... I'll say more people probably liked it because he's an original designer. And I think so, too. And... He matched the same energy as Virgil. Like, uh, like the hype of it. He right. matched that same energy with the, the car shit. Because as soon as everybody saw the car shit, those who didn't see it, it was a statue of... Um, the normal cause figurine and it's uh it was all done in roses and right, um, it was all done in and, flowers and pink roses. It was like over eighteen thousand flowers and stuff like that. Yeah. Even the suit was and that, was and that awesome. she had a suit. The suit was roses too. The suit was flowers. That was, was dope. Was black, I didn't I didn't notice flowers. that. I didn't notice that at all. And the, they also put out uh the BFFs in baby Dior clothes. That's also super sick. They really like. I I wouldn't mind there. getting those, but I don't think those are just gonna come out. I think those are just gonna be no. the uh. For the people who are at the at the show, right? But but o- overall, from this this uh this show, 
I would say there's a lot of similarities between this and Virgil's show, to be honest. I am inclined to agree. Not based on, like, the style of the show. No, no, no. But, like, what was actually put out. Yeah. Like, if, they, if have, they have pictures, some similar looks, yeah. but they're all different. For example, uh, one one look that I see right away was the um the see through button up shirt, yeah, the sheer, and that's and that's the same thing that uh, Steve Lacey had on. Except his shit was fishnet. Right. It's 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 more of like the same thinking, but it's just reversed to me. It's, I think sense. it's executed a little differently. No, it's definitely executed differently. I feel like more of this Dior home shit could be worn on an everyday basis. Yeah, I think I have to agree with that. Amazingly, it's it's kind of thing like let's say there's a DJ premiere beat, and we got Common and we got Lil Uzi. That's what this is, and uh, I won't. I'll let you decide who's who, but I know who's common. But they they have they have a lot of good pieces on here. I see a a, a suede jacket, a suede bomber jacket, which is really dope to me. Um, they they have some a, a lot of these things are incorporating like uh, this new trend of like suits and shorts. Yeah, I don't know where that's comes from. All, I'm not a fan of like long sleeves and shorts. In general, I think the proportions aren't really. Much yeah, it looks it looks awkward. It it looks like for you to be a seven foot guy and then have, like, uh, yeah. like three foot feet or some shit like that. It looks like um, if anybody has watched Deadpool when he gets when he gets his leg shot off and he's <laughs> yeah, like growing the them legs. back, the baby legs. That's what it looks like when you wear a long sleeve and shorts. Yeah, but I think what a lot of what Kim Jones has done here is that he took the famous femininity of Dior from the past in the yeah. women's line and he applied it to the men's wear. Like they've learned lots of like. Open coats. Yeah, a, a lot of down coats that I see that are really dope. Um, another thing that I liked about this this collab, well, not collab, this this show um, that Kim Jones did was he brought back that that buckle on the belt trend. Yeah, I I, I wasn't a fan of the buckle on on the belt shit. Like after a while, I feel like I, it got overdo overdone with everybody with like the Louis V and the fucking. Gucci well, that's belts because they were copying that shit from the flea market. Well, yeah, that too. But the thing is, if 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 it gets an overexposure or something, then everybody's just gonna be oh, everybody has these. When a lot of a lot of people a lot of people who had them were they were fake, but. And you're not wrong. I haven't seen one in a minute. Exactly. So it's kind of cool to see it in a different. Light and a different like I, I steered away from that early, 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 and then I just copped the Goya belt because it doesn't have like a heavy buckle. Like I, I never was a fan of that personally, because of anybody who wears that, you know that at like the top of like your on the bottom of your stomach and the space in between your your stomach and your dick, that shit like it puts pressure on yeah. it whenever you sit. Plus, down. like when you fucking yeah, when you sit down and you like lean forward, that shit digs into your belly button. Yeah, and then like it's weird. Um, a lot, a lot of a lot of things that they had here was uh, like classic things. Uh, I like the trousers. I like the colors that he used. Yeah, he didn't use a lot of uh, even though it's spring, he didn't use a lot of pop colors. If anything, he used like um, he used different textures and patterns to yeah. accent the simple colors. Like, like stripes. He, he has some like uh, like colors that with like a light pink and stuff like that. But it's not a light pink in the in the sense of like it was mixed with gray. Whereas it's not like a hot pink. It's, yeah. It's, which is another thing because Christian Dior's favorite colorway is pink and gray. So you can Kim Jones really did his research with that. He brought he brought back the the garden shit. He brought back the bee. He brought the right person to bring that back with Cause who redesigned it. But I, I do like some of these shorts that they that he's had put out where it's like uh the pinstripe shorts. Yeah. With the verticals with the vertical stripes. He did a good thing with accessories, but I, which I think everybody's honing in on right now because accessories is probably selling more for everybody because. 
with like uh, everybody buying. I've seen everybody buying more sunglasses and more like wallets and more uh, side bags and yeah. like little things. I think that's the way people are really blending streetwear and high fashion. Yeah, is that they'll get the Stussy T, the random shorts, but they have like a fucking Chanel brooch. On yeah, that, that's that's the way you mix the uh, the high and the low in a sense, which a lot of people can't do well, but. It, it's a it's a good look when it's executed correct right. Um, overall, any woman that works at Kith New York and they do it right. <laughs> overall, the Dior thing was really dope to me. I like the hat as well. The hat with the with the buckle on, on the back yeah. as, to be the connector. Cool. I really like that. I think a lot of people are incorporating the style of the uh, L Y L A L Y X. I I don't know how to pronounce that, but. L- Y A X. Yeah, A no, it's A L Y X. It's the brand um that we're gonna talk about it later oh, in the show. Alex, 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 yeah. Whatever. Um, with uh with the the head designer Matthew, I think a lot of people are incorporating that with uh I think they were the first people who had the whole seatbelt like connected thing as a as a as a thing as, as like a, a as like a belt or like the. Yo, I remember that shit in high school. Though. Or like the, the um that shit was tough. The front bags where you connect it. Yeah, like uh, it's kind of like the the dad thing where you put your kids in, but it's it's more in a fashion term. Like so you can't think you put kids in there, but what are we what are we rating this uh, Kim Jones debut? I mean, if we give a, if we're doing one out of ten, I'd give it an eight. It's really dope. I'm giving this shit a nine just probably because I'm. I'll give Virgil a nine. I'll give this an eight, but this this was I'll give this eight point five because this wasn't that far away. Like I like a lot of things in here. Like yeah. I would buy a lot of things in here. Cause I would actually I would buy more things in here than I would buy in the in the Virgil one. Cause there's a lot more of my style where it's uh, minimalistic. Like it's not, he doesn't have any crazy thing on here. Like I think he has one button up where it has the bees on it. That's yeah, it. but I can see myself getting stuff from both, honestly. Yeah, I like both. But if these two brands stay like this with this uh, direction and this guidance from Kim Jones and Virgil, then these might be my. Kim two Jones guys. just put a lot more pressure on whoever's next. I think out of this whole Paris thing, they, they've been putting out a lot of good things. I didn't see anybody who had a bad, uh, a bad. Um, show except Tom Brown, which we're gonna talk about later on. Yikes. I did not like this show at all. Usually from a brand that I would per- I personally like a lot. Um, but transitioning that, we're gonna do the um, the the whole streetwear thing. A lot of people have been talking about um since the the whole Virgil and Kim Jones things and uh, these two shows have really put a lot of what normally would be called streetwear into the high fashion world. People are saying that streetwear brands are no longer gonna be needed. For me, I haven't seen any streetwear brand in a while um, that a lot of people go crazy for, except for Supreme Event Palace. But it's not in this. It was. It's not like how it used to be, where it wasn't hype for everybody yeah. to have streetwear and stuff like that. But the people who were fans of it were into it yeah. so much. That's how it used to be. Um, we were mad nerdy about it. Like I was. I was reading an article where the person was saying that. Uh, there's no longer, like, you can walk into a store and just, like, buy something that you really wanted. Like, you cannot walk into Supreme and buy something that you wanted from this week's job. There's, that's not happening. Not or either. Palace. You just can't do that. It's just not there anymore. And, like, and like Stussy and, uh, what's another brand? Like, the Hundreds and stuff like that. It really doesn't hold any value anymore. Like, a lot of people don't care about those brands anymore. Probably because they're not hype. Yeah, but, but they're still putting out good shit. That's what that's I'm saying. Thing. Um, It's sort of like... I'm going to compare streetwear to Star Wars right now. So, trust me, this makes sense. So, when it got picked up by Disney, a.k.a. the high fashion world, and it was promoted to, like, a higher audience and, like, people who you recognize wear it, like, 
the rappers like ASAP Rocky and all that stuff. So it put it to a massive audience, and they just started milking it. So we got mad Star Wars movies. So the people who enjoyed the OG Star Wars movies were like, what the fuck is this? I don't want to watch Solo. I don't want to watch... I mean, at the end of the day, this is all a business. So whichever whichever one makes more money is what they're going to do. But... I would say that that these brands need to keep it. Well, I, Virgil and, and Virgil and Kim Jones did a good job of keeping your integrity and sort keeping of it original. It's sort of like putting your own touch on it as far as the streetwear stuff and stuff like that. But a lot of brands are just being tacky with it. Like, but for example, Balenciaga and the Triple S, they're milking that. Yeah. They're milking that to death. They're milking that like Nike milking the, the Air Max ninety sevens. You know and what's I really crazy? Don't like that. I see so many fucking memes trashing them, but I still see people. Selling them out. That that's the world. That's the world. That's that's just go back to my reference. Everybody says J Cole's boring and it's monotone. But if you look at his first week numbers and you look at all the people that were trashing him, something's not adding up here. Somebody's buying these Balenciaga triple S's, yeah, which I don't, I don't honestly don't think they're that bad. I just don't like chunky shoes. It's too. Yeah. And if you wear anything besides a size six, the shoe looks huge. But I'm a fan of the memes. The memes are great. Please keep up. Exactly. That's the thing. Like the. Like, nobody really cares about the truth of the lies more entertaining. If everybody says Balenciaga sucks, they'll, they'll run along with it. Balenciaga's still a great brand, but I just feel like they're milking that Triple S way too much. They gotta hit that third quarter. Uh, quarter. Like, I, f- I feel like they they were the ones who really... I wouldn't say they started it, but... They, they ran with it. Is they, it the, is. the trend of the dad shoe, they executed it the best. And I feel like they should have just cut it off and switched. Because that's... That, it, Essentially, that's what fashion is. You're trying to get ahead of the curve of what everybody's doing. Once you become the, once you become the trend, and and you're still keeping along with the trend, you're gonna look whack. Like it's just like a, yeah. a artist who gets who gets who gets popping off of a sound, and everybody steals your sound, and then you just look like everyone else. When everybody knows you originally started it, but there's nothing you can do once everybody sounds like you. It's, Shout out, it's, it's out to the world now. But no, Balenciaga got really lucky because they had the, the, the sock runner shoe and the dad shoe at the same time. The sock runner shoe I wasn't really a big fan of, but they've been trying to do like that thing because they had the Balenciaga runners maybe like two, three years ago, which I was, I was actually a fan of, but I really like that shoe more on women. But there you can tell they were trying to get something next besides the Balenciaga arenas. Yeah, they were I, trying to bring something else on. The Balenciaga arenas. That just remind me of the my favorite meme of all time. But the Balenciaga, everybody forgets about it now. Everybody forgets about it now. But that was a huge shoe for Balenciaga. That shoe. I remember 2012, 2011 when Kanye started wearing it, and I'm like, oh, that shoe's really dope. That shoe's really dope. And I I had bought a pair, but they're they're so uncomfortable. And the color bleeds on your socks. You cannot wear white socks with that. It bleeds onto your socks. But the shoe was it, it, aesthetically, it was something new from the from the fashion. Aesthetically, world. it was probably the most aesthetically pleasing and visual best looking mid top shoe. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of mid top shoes at it, all. It made mid top shoes look yeah. good. That's that's very true with the with the crease leather too. It made it, it made everything look really good. And that was that was a good time in fashion oh, around that man. time. That was a really good time in fashion. 20, 2012 to twenty fifteen. Bring that back, bro. That was a really good time in fashion. That's when uh, Six Nine was wearing the the pussy nigga shirt. <laughs> Essentially, this we're dropping way too much Six Nine references. This nigga references Six Nine every week, already? every week. I'm sorry, that's the key but uh, essentially, I think the streetwear streetwear isn't dead. The hype for streetwear is gonna die because it's it's taken away from the 
High fashion is taking it away from the kids. That's usually, that's usually yeah. how culture goes anyways. The youth put something out new, and then once they find out how to monetize it, once they find out how to make it in their own way, quote-unquote, they'll just take it and run with it. Something, something new is going to pop up regardless anytime anyways. I can't wait. Like I need something to go away. Just let me be... I can't wait to be that old head for streetwear when I'm wearing my fucking Stussy t-shirt. And, uh, when you're wearing your... Uh, my dark denim and my, S- my Nike When you're wearing dunks. khakis with a Supreme uh, camp camp hat, the, the five panel. Yo, bring that... Yo, that's the same era of fashion we're talking about. Bring yeah. that shit back, bro. That was a classic. All right, so uh, so we're going to move on to the, the brand that I was just talking about, the Alex brand. Um, I'm, I don't know if that if that's how you pronounce it. Um, but yeah, that's how we're gonna roll with it. We're not, we're not you pompous now. motherfuckers. We, we say it how we want to say Thanks, it. It's vitamins. Fuck my um, dude. so this brand I feel like has been has been looming over the fashion brand for a while. Uh, they what they put out is a lot of. I think they they go a lot more out of the box with things. Since, Imagine a trash version brand. of a cold wall. Yeah, that's. I, I think they, those two are very similar in a way. But yeah, like a but a, they're mad pussy. With that yeah, there's there's a lot of things in here that I would not wear, and like uh, they have this jacket that looks just like the Supreme North Face jacket, but in a different color with the snakeskin on it. Um, they they were the first people that were on this trend of like with the belts and the connectors and things. Though I would say that they had, they had like the most thing the most run with that one. But there's a lot of things in here that it, it's good. Some they have some good pieces as you should, but there's a lot of pieces in here that it's like it's like more like rock. It yeah. was it's like a. I wouldn't even say rock or aesthetic because it doesn't even yeah do it's, that right. It's like Catholic rock, not Catholic rock, but goth rock. It's, it's like this product. This is Martin Luther rock. It's like this it's like some. Rock. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. If I if I had to explain it, it'd be like uh, the kid who was transitioning in school from a normal kid to goth. And he was slowly transitioning. That's what it looks like to me. It's one of those kids that stopped listening to Screamo and started listening to rap. And he listens to nothing but Hobson and Aosap Rock. <laughs> and then he got his hands on Adobe Photo, on Adobe Illustrator. Alright, so moving on from that. We're going to move on to the Tom Brown. Yo, um, Tommy. Tom Brown, it, it, it's inspired by uh, Alice, Alice Wonderland. Which is already... Tim Burton produces that movie, right? He's the, he's the director of that movie? Bert, of the real life one, I think. Yeah, of the of the actual movie that came out. So if, if that if that is who does it, I already don't like Tim Burton movies, like, at all. Why not? I don't like the aesthetics of those movies and wow. stuff like that. It's it's hella weird. We just it's hella utopia-ish and shit like that. Um, it, it's weird, man. But this is a lot. This is a lot. This is... This is... This is like polo... Amount of colors like polarized Lauren colors like this is a lot of colors a lot of just randomness in the sense of like it's a lot of plaiding and then it's stripes and plaids and, and then a lot have, of like sea animals yeah you have like for the picture specifically that I'm looking at let me let me explain this to the viewers specifically what I'm looking at is a guy wearing a top hat that looks like a Charlie Chaplin hat he has glasses that look like they're from the era of uh, EDM. They look like glasses that people who listen who listen to Sandstorm at a fucking what was it, a techno club? <laughs> do, 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 do. That that looks like a glasses that he would wear. Uh, it has so he has a button up, and it's a plaid, uh, red and black, red and white button up, and then he has a plaid, uh, green and green white with fucking, yellow shorts with, with yellow vertical shorts, vertical striped shorts, and then he has an undershirt under that with uh, horizontal white and blue um, things. 
Oh, stripes. You know, not the best part yet. This nigga's shoes, he's got orange platform shoes. They're not platform. They look honestly what they look like to me. It, it's a it's um it's a it's an Oxford design, but they he has really big feet, so they look like clown feet to me. But this is a lot of just like I don't know what they were going for for this. If this is if this is just for like show, then then it makes sense. If it's just for show, I think but this is if, lazy. Yeah, if you're just trying to sell this, I don't know who who's gonna buy this. Like because, I don't I don't know where your market is for this because. Yeah. Tom Brown never puts out things like this, like this flashy in a sense. Like it's very peacocking. Um, as far as looking through this, I'd probably only wear one thing on here, and it's like a a, a sweater vest under. That's it, man. I, I don't I really just, see anything. I can't rock with anything here that I would wear, unironically. Like <laughs> this is like ridiculous. They have uh, overalls, plaid uh, white and black overalls, but they're not essentially overalls. They don't have the top. Layer of it, it's just a bottom overall. And this looks like they were going for a clown wear. Like, no, yeah. like, this is exactly what it looks like. Like, they went with the oversized, but they did it totally wrong. It looks like your little brother went to the big and tall section, and they just fucking tried everything on. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the look that they were going for. And Tom Brown is a brand I really like yeah. a lot. I don't understand what, like, what, what was going on here. Like, I don't understand that at and all. And if it's inspired by Alice in Wonderland, they, they didn't do anything from the film because they took it to, like, a nautical place. I don't think there's a... It doesn't correlate. It does not add up. All right, so moving on from that disaster, we're going to move on to the brand Sakai. Is, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, that's how we're going to pronounce it. All right, so... Hard. Yeah, going from a, a very bad uh, fucking collection, this collection is really... It is done really well. It has these... Uh, the these, It's like Americana. Yeah. It has these... It look, To me, it looks like a, a Nam vet that came back from yeah, Vietnam. basically. And he was a bum. This is what it looks like, but in a good way, not in a bad way. This is like a Lux. This thing said the Lux bum. So yeah. it's like the king of bums. I mean, a lot of these wares are just wares that, like, old crazy people you see in New York would be wearing, in a sense. But they did they did really good on this. Um, another uh, A standout piece from this was the, the Nike collab that they had. Um, I believe they had a blazer, and then they had, uh, I forgot what the other shoe is. But the shoes are the best part. The shoe, the Nike shoes are really dope. I like how it was done really well. It's kind of like a John Geiger's um, with the misplaced checks in a sense, where they have double double checks on top. It's really it's really dope to me. They have three co- they have two colorways of the sh- of the low top, which is blue and red and like a maroon, and the other ones are lime green and I believe white and yellow. Uh, for for I like I like all of them in a sense. Uh, the blazers I won't wear. Nah. I'm, I'm not. What's what's this model called on the low top? I don't know. Yeah, just, I, I don't. I've never seen this. Let me see if they have it here in the article. But I, I saw it earlier. It's got to be like an old school model because it's got the old school. Uh, it's it's logo a on it. it's two models in one. I forgot. I, I think I think it might be a, a Nike camper, and um yeah it doesn't it doesn't say here in the thing but I think it might be a Nike camper and then um. That's cool. It's got like a little. No, a Nike waffle. Nike waffle. And That's then, a fucking throw. Yeah, it's a Nike waffle and something else on the bottom. Which I I've always said if Nike would have just put a sole, a different sole on the on the on the bottom of the waffle, it would look a lot better. Cause they just recently did a collab maybe like six months ago with uh Comme des Garçons, where it was all black, um Nike camper. They no, they, na- they switched Nike the waffle, material. Yeah. It's like a it's that, like that's why that, yeah, that's why it's doubled because it's supposed to be two shoes meshed in one. Rather than this like is- 
uh, how Sean Witherspoon did the Air Max 97s and the Air Max 1 and using the Air Max 1 sole on the bottom. Yeah. They just like two soles. It's like, it's like they put both shoes together in the sense of that. Like, it, rather than just taking one piece from one shoe and one piece from the other shoe and just putting it together, I think yeah. they just took different elements from the other shoe and just put them all in one. This is really cool. Yeah, the show, the shoe, the shoe is really dope. I like the shoe. Uh, AB Dash really liked the shoe as well. Shut up. Wait, so, um, if the, I gave the Dior a nine. I'm giving Tom Brown a, a two, and I'm giving the Sakai a seven. Yeah, I like the Sakai a lot. I'll, I'll give the Sakai a seven. Uh, I'll give the Tom Brown like a one and a half. I really didn't like that at all. I might give it a one and a half. You I, give it a not good. I don't like it at all. I don't like that at all, man. That 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 was very weird. Yo, if we're going to keep talking about very weird, we got Comme des Garçons and their shit that they put out for uh, Spring Summer 19. I think they also went for the fucking... Peacocking with the colors. Well, it's springtime, so they're supposed to have a lot of colors in it. But, but they did the same thing where they mix match uh, patterns. But I think it's something that can be done. I don't think they did it extremely well. They had one button up on here. It was a flannel button up, where it was two different flannels like colors on each side that I really like. They got like a they got like color blocking with uh, vertical stripes, and I think that was horrible. Yeah, they have. Some of this stuff reminds me of like nineteen, like the nineties uh, Nike wear, like the nineties Nike sportswear with the colors in the sense of like oh, when you have like the sort of windbreaker jacket and yeah. the armpit would be one color, the yeah. shoulders would be a different color. I, like I like some of the pants and stuff like that, but like the tees and the shirts and stuff like that. I, I see a windbreaker that I really liked. Um, but there's there's not like nothing crazy that I would I would like that really pops out to me saying that this this was a really good. If I had to rate it, I'd give it like a. They four. did some shit on here where they did they painted on the shirts. Yeah. And they gave it like a weird look. It's like it's supposed to be like a creepy mask. It says. Yeah. And it was it just doesn't look good. The mask don't. Look I'm telling you, I, the I paint don't, looks cheap. I don't understand this little thing that Tom Brown and Commodore Garcon did with the. Like, they look. It's essentially it looks like clown. Where I'm not trying to be funny, but at the top it has the collar of like. Of a clown shirt, yeah. like it, it looks weird to me. So imagine like your regular white face clown, white face clown with the red nose and that fucking like puffy, flirt, fat, fillery. How do you? I, I, it's like I fluffy no, color. I have no idea what it, like, the fuck that out. is called. Nah, right, so uh, keeping on with the Comedy Garçon brand, Comedy uh, Garçon Black Tees, the uh, Footscape collaboration with Nike. Um, I feel like all their Nike collabs are really, pretty much like. Very decent. I would give them all like a seven ish. They all do all since it's the black Comodega songs, all black. Yeah. Um, I I personally buy these. Um, I um, this is a shoe that I would just like beat to death because it's an all black yeah. sneaker. I like the Nike Footscape. I don't like this. I wish that they would have done something with the Aniva, and like this same silhouette, but made it that woven material. That would have been sick. Shout out to that one that Aniva was hella popping out here well, on Nike Live. Yo. You customize the fuck out of that. Yo, in 2014, that golden era of streetwear <laughs> where you could like get the Aniva lows and they'd stay in stock. Yeah, those were the days. Um, alright, so Margiela also showcased the handmade craft um spring summer nineteen. Uh Margiela essentially always does well to me. This this collab was uh it was a little crazy. But I think Mar- what Margiela does is they 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 disguise really good pieces with really like loud other compartments to it so like if you if you're not really paying attention you won't you won't pick up on it but this is like a wilder version of the mixture of uh, Kim Jones and Virgil shit I think this is way 
wilder. You've got niggas. No, it's it's wild, but Margella always has wild shit. Yeah. Like this. Like, there's... I'm looking at the slides here, and if you're following along, there's a dude with his... Uh, he's wearing, like, a corset. Yeah. With, like, the top half of his body showing nipples and off. I'm, I'm cool with free the nipples. But then he's got, like, genie pants on, and then, like, he's wearing the fucking... Uh, the running shoes where your toes have individual pockets. Those shits are fucking those hilarious. Are, those, those are hilarious. Those are like for... Uh, I, I didn't know this before I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. I was into it one day. And those are for hiking. Like hiking up hills. Like I could not see myself... I don't get it. Those climbing hills with bottom. those. That, but it's, it's supposed to be in the sense of uh, when you run. It's supposed to be in the sense of uh, that when you run a barefoot... It's better for you than you running with shoes because you get like blisters and stuff like that. I I don't know how he explained it essentially, but when he explained it, it makes sense. When I explained it, I sound retarded. I just know if you step but, on a pebble, it's over for you. Oh, one thousand percent. If you step on a rock, that's just gonna fucking hurt. But uh, essentially, those are good for climbing hills. From coming Yo, from Joe Rogan, Ace Martin was really killing the corset, the corsets on this shit though. Yeah, you put I, a corset over a suit. That might be the look of the he, of the. <laughs> to give to give that out. to give that, I'll give it. I'll give it a, a four as well. I'm gonna give it a five because Mason Margiela always has the best. All right, models. so Gosha and Burberry they they've been doing a lot of little things in the, in the, in the past time. They did something I believe in uh, for fall winter last year. Yeah. Um. The, these this collabs is just I like this. Yeah, I like them when they fucking this. All right, look this up right now, motherfuckers, because this is like the the different patterns. Yeah. Done right. This, this is like done right. Up. I like what the their classic uh, original look of the of like the the, the plaid the brown plaid. Yeah, but it does it like side by side of what the new one looks like and what the old one used to look like. The pattern I like that one a lot of the classic brown ones. They did that one right. Um, the scarves are pretty dope. I've always liked Burberry coats. Burberry coats, I feel like they execute that very yeah, well all the, the time. That green one is tough. I. I don't know what that kind of clasp is called with that button is where it's two. Oh, where it. where it looks like it's a cork and the yeah, and, it's a cork two, and, and two, two ropes. and two ropes. Yeah. yeah, I really like those jackets as well. But seeing as we live in fucking hot uh, weather, well, Andrew's in, Andrew's I'm in, Germany, in Germany, so, so I can pull that off. Yeah, Andrew could pull that off, but you would need like another coat on top of that when it becomes cold. Shout um, shout that out. will be available on Burberry websites July seventh. So I'm gonna give that Gosha Burberry a seven. Yeah, it, it's a very it's a very short. I think they only have like maybe like uh, eight to ten pieces on there. It's really short, but it was it was done very well. Yo, also, precise. Germany got knocked out of the World Cup. Fucking losers. <laughs> Alright, so... We got Adidas and Palace coming up. Switching up the sports. They yeah. went into the tennis realm with this. Adidas and Palace... I feel like Palace is always like doing things very minimal. And they they stick to their brand. But I feel like this was too... Like, too minimal. It Not, was... It's too plain for me. Like, there's nothing on here that I would buy at retail price. It's there's nothing plain. on here that says... Collab with Palace. It all just looks like regular Adidas tennis shit. Yeah, it looks like Adidas put, tennis shit, and they just put Palace on the bottom. Yeah, that's it. Well, uh, one thing that I really do like from tennis uh, wear is the zip up, the zip up uh, polo. Rather yeah, than being I, fucking, I like those like a lot. I like that a lot. Um, other than that, this is just if you play tennis, this is normal wear that you could probably buy. It's like normal this, Adidas wear. This is dead ass for playing tennis. I yeah. would not wear this anywhere else. This, this I don't is even play tennis. This is all that you would. You could buy at a normal, I don't know, like Adidas store or something like that. So, like, I have to give this one two ratings. So it's a seven if you're actually going to get it for tennis. But for fashion, in the fashion realm, it's like a three. Because yeah. if you're out here wearing fucking tennis shorts 
And you have the I like tennis shorts actually. And you got like the headband, and yeah. you're ordering. Well, like, if you if you got all that, then you, yeah. And you're ordering a pressed juice, and then you spill it, and you're like, oh man, my fucking pressed juice. Don't come, don't come at pressed juice. Pressed juice sponsors. I love your juices. Shout out, please. Um, so give me a lemon aloe, honey. Ginger. Moving on, we're gonna we're gonna do the we're gonna go move on to Vetmont. Um, this is the same. This is the same. Those who don't know, this is the same designer as uh, Balenciaga's is denim. Uh, I I don't know. Who still buys Vetmont? Vetmont is losing. I, I would think Vetmont is losing more money than they're spending because they price things very high. They'll get a, a champion's hoodie and then throw on some crazy Vetmont. Just throw on some Vetmont shit, put it out, and it'll be in Barney's for like two grand. I don't get it. Everything yeah, that Vetmont thinks they're doing, Chinatown Street Market is actually doing. At a more affordable price. At a super affordable price. No, more affordable. A lot of people. The thing, the thing is that people are saying like, "Oh, the street was affordable." Now, isn't China? Doesn't don't the Chinatown market? Doesn't the their shirts like a hundred bucks? No, they're like thirty two bucks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, and they push it out like super randomly. Like, yeah, the, when uh the when the Cavs got swept, they put out uh, a Golden State sweeping service. So team. essentially, I think Chinatown Street Market is doing what Supreme started at first. They're putting out like very like. I wouldn't say awkward pieces, but they're putting out pieces just, like, off the whim. Like, that's yeah. the thing that I do like in fashion when when you can execute it well, is do something off the whim. Like, ah, oh, fuck this. I just thought about this. Put it out. Yeah, it's basically, if something happens in the real world, there'd be a t-shirt out of it. Like, they're basically a meme page with merch. Yeah. But it's actually good. Yeah. Uh, this Vetmont thing, I wouldn't wear anything out of it. Uh, I think the, um, the hoodie's pretty dope. Is, uh, I have a drinking problem. This new thing of, like, putting... Actual problems on a tee. This, I, I don't like the parody of fashion of it is now. Nah. I don't really. I don't really like that. But it looks super Forever Twenty One. Yeah, this is what it looks like. It looks like like they try to go for what Gucci's going for, but it, it it's just. And you know what's crazy? Yeah. The dude, the Vetmont's guy, I forget his name. He's Denim. actually in the world of like streetwear. So why is he fucking like? He's a designer for Balenciaga. I don't get it, bro. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. Uh, what what he's going for here, but just like we, we've been honing in on um how streetwear, like streetwear was back then. Andrew says like 2014, 2013. That was like fucking what, four years ago. That shit wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't that long but, ago. But but I was also like, mad young. The moment, I think everybody remembers the moment where they just got hit with the bug, like a like every uh, the fashion bug in the sense of like, this is like buying this piece is the piece that like us like started everything. It's kind of like the, the the domino effect. Like, that was the first thing, and now it's just, all right, it's crazy. Like, for me, the first the first thing that I remember buying that I was like, oh, all right, like, I really like clothes more than everybody. <laughs> I think, I believe it was when uh, Jabot Jeans was out. They said like Jabot Jeans. J- Jabot Jeans. Jabot Jeans. It's kind of like... Uh, places and fa- places and faces is they took they took that away from him. He was a French a French uh designer back at the time. You probably seen it. It was like where it had the velcro and then it had like the plus minus shit on it yeah. on the jeans. I I used to beg my mom for Jabojis, but I, I I don't remember Jabojis probably was like almost eighty hundred dollars. Like my mom would never buy me that shit. But at that time as well, I knew I was like all right, this is like I'm I really like this shit. From then on, I I started to like care more about what I would wear. Plus. I was I was trying to model my life by behind like everybody on the on my block who used to be wearing like uh, like a lot of Gucci, a lot of Louis Vuitton things around the time, like 
it, well, I wouldn't say around the time when the Dapper Dan thing was going on, but I'll say around the time when hip-hop started wearing Gucci and stuff like that. So I'm looking at them like, oh, I, they got all the cars, they got all the money, they got all the girls, that's what I want to wear. Like, that was some shit that I was feeling that it, like, hit it hit the bug. They, they, they hit me the bug when, I would say when... My mom probably bought me like my first pair of Jordans. That's that, and then the time when the, when I wanted Jabot jeans. So like, what, what year is this? It's all this. Like, would you say it hit you? Right? Oh man, two thousand. I was in the third grade. Yeah. So I believe the first the per, I think the first pair of Jordans I've I ever had that I remembered. But as a kid, my mom bought me. I, I believe it was the Shadow Tens. Um, my mom bought me those at the time when it when when I was a baby, but. Me consciously knowing when I, I wanted like some clothes, I would say about the the Jabojins. Jabojins was like two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three era, and then my mom bought me my first pair of Jordans. I believe those the sixteen lows, which that shoe essentially doesn't really look that great, <laughs> but that was my first pair of Jordans. So I'm like, oh fuck y'all niggas, I got that, that shit was on the sales. Whatever, right? like, it was now it wasn't on sales. Like, it probably was on sales, but back then Jordan used to go on sales all the time. Yeah, like the four, I believe the Fire Red Fours when I was gonna get them one year. The Mars Fire Black Force, uh, Fire Black Force, um, I was gonna get them one year, and that's when shoe companies used to, if you have one last size, they would, they would, uh, they would slash the price, so those shits were like $30, and I was, I was, I was begging my mom to give me them shits, and she got them for me at the time, but yeah, that, like 2002, 2003, at the time when, cause I remember, like, everybody was still wearing the big, the big shit, like the, the big clothes and stuff like that, yeah. at that time. Honestly, what, Probably for me, I hit fashion like way later than you. Like you were talking about two thousand one, two thousand three. I caught it super early. Yeah. Super for me, early. It was probably around two thousand eight. It was the summer of two thousand eight. I saw my first person that I probably recognized wearing like an ice cream shirt, and I was like, "What's that?" Oh, ice ice cream just enhanced that shit to the moon yeah. for me. So at the same time, I was interested in that. Was the first time I heard an NERD album, which was Seeing Sounds, yeah, two thousand eight, and I was like. This shit changed my fucking life. I got put onto BBC and all that shit. I got in more into it. So two thousand, summer two thousand eight is when my life changed. Yeah, I, rem- I remember going on B- before I knew before I knew like how like these things work like with the online shit, with online drops and stuff like that. Before I knew like when they were gonna drop, I used to go on BBC and I'm like, what the fuck? This shit is always sold out. Yeah, I'd like, be tight. Me me just talking shit too because my mom was not gonna buy me a three hundred dollar hoodie at like fucking in oh six. I think that's when BBC first started popping off, like yeah. 06, 07, or like a bape shit. Like, I, I, like, I, I would watch the... Like, unheard of. Yeah. No, no one's parents Fuck are doing that no. for you. Dude, my parents think I'm crazy now for buying the shit that I buy. Imagine them buying me shit back... $300 back then, it was a yeah. lot. I remember when... uh sound like some super old heads, but... yeah, three, I remember watching the clips have all the bape shit. I'm like, oh, I fucking want that. Well, like, I remember I asked my mom for... A thirty dollars for a, a hundreds T-shirt, and she says, "Why is this shit thirty dollars? This yeah. T-shirt's thirty dollars." I'm telling you, if living, being being Dominican, it, Dominican people are very, either very either very frugal or they spend their money like crazy. It's you're not getting in between there ever. They, it's impossible. My parents buy me a hundred dollars sneakers. Was month, kids will never know now. Months of begging my mom <laughs> for buying me some hundred dollar Jordans way before they came out. I remember going on twenty three years back and looking at like. Jordan's on release dates. And I'm like, alright, so these come out in December. I used to get two pairs of shoes every year. These come out in December. I always used to get a white Air Force One for uh, for the first day of school. And then I would get a white Air Force One in December. That would be the two pairs of shoes that I would always get. Because go, it goes with everything. Yeah. And I've always loved all white Air Force Ones. And I remember getting my mom to try to buy me the Fire Red 5s in 06. 
And I, I knew everybody in school was going to have these, so I had to have them. I did not get those. I went to the store. They did not have those shit. That's how the time when Jordans really started to, like, like people were getting shot and people were waiting in lines for Jordans. I think yeah. that's where it first started. Like, people were going crazy for them shit at that time. I um, remember it must have been around the same time when uh, they released the Concords around Christmas. That that was oh nine oh nine oh ten. That's been. that's when they hit. It's hit. It that hit was, that was his piece. Like niggas was getting beat up date like a lot. Every I, every city. I remember a, a, a perfect story for that. I remember everybody was waiting in line at. Uh, I believe you had to wait at, outside of a Macy's or something to get into the finish line of our mall, and everybody was waiting in line super long. No, this this was for the Space Jam. This is oh nine for the Space Jam. Everybody was waiting in line super long. So one of my friends who didn't know about the street, uh, the streetwear culture and stuff like that, didn't know that you had to wait in line, and he was like, "Nah, fuck that. We're not waiting in no damn lines." I'm like, "Dude, you have to wait in line. There's no way that they're gonna let you through." So it, exactly what he did, he was, like, he was like, "Yo, get out of the car." And we got out of the car. He skipped everybody and get to to get to the line. It was people infinite. We literally just walked into the mall. You know how they walk you into like per groups, like yeah. per groups of twenty. We walked into the mall. We walked to the front of finish line, and he was like, "Yo, give me two pairs of the Space Jams." And I'm like, oh shit, we lit for real right now. Well, everyone's been super fucking tight. At that. I mean, waiting in line. That, that, there was a there was a reason why we got in front of the line that we won't speak about, but yeah. Shout out, um, shout out. You know, keep that thing on me. <laughs> so okay, Vans Vault um, dropped a new Vans coming out. They well, not it's not a new like silhouette, but supposedly be, these were designed by Virgil in 2013. Our first look, they look like they were designed in Virgil of 2000, um, in 2013. It's like a mixture of... Uh, the one that, it, that I think looks the best is a mixture of the old school and the Vans Authentic. It, where it's, it's, uh, it's a mixture of the slip-on and it has to have strings on it. But you can tell like certain things about it. Like These look like they've been worn. For, it's more has more of a wash. And then the high top has like a... Like a zipper vibe to it and stuff like that, but a lot of a lot of people just off the like the glimpse that oh Virgil designed these just because it, it sold says, it sold yeah. out it sold out the same day that it, that they came out just because it says off the wall on the laces and they were like oh shit this well is I, I, I essentially I think that these came these were Virgils at a time but since Virgil signed to Nike I don't think they can put that out that he was the person who actually designed it so I think they just like. Get the give that little tidbit to the media and then just watch them show, sell out because they sold out super quick. I think they're really cool. So yeah, uh, I think I think they they're good as they're like good a, essentially. I like it because it's like a deconstructed type look. Like they took yeah. it apart and put it. Back that's together. how I know that Virgil did it because that's the fucking ones. That's all the Nike shit. Yeah, it's all deconstructed. Although to be fair, what? Samuel Ross had the best. Uh, Air Force One. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. The best deconstructed Air Force One. That the best. Those those Air Force Ones I was still wanting to get, but they're going for like ten grand. Yeah, like ridiculous. five grand. Or it was like, like a because it only release. came out in, in London. Yeah. In London and uh, Nike Lab in London might might have come out in Dover Street Market. In London right, and you already well. know that Skepta and the gang can lick on everyone who owns them. <laughs> yeah, you, you really did hit lick on that one. If if uh, if, if if you, you actually got to cop those, yeah. Um. So that looks like the whole rundown for us this week um that's this is Tell Talk episode what five is it episode five it's episode five huh. shout out to Jalen Rose smoke the same butt as the colors Jalen Rose number five fat five E it's AB Dash we out here we tell are, your cousin we are we are the top podcast out here we're doing numbers like gas stations facts we better not, than now that these is in Merrill on Showtime we are coming to take over the spot of everything thank you we out Larry Clark hit me up